Welcome to Musing Interruptus. Thank you for clicking. Thank you for listening. I'm going to take you on a little trip. It's not comfortable, it's not sweet, and it doesn't end well. But let's do it together. Imagine I'm taking your hand, and I'll talk you through it. Open to a room bouncing with cinetic energy. Product of every single object residing there. A man and a woman are talking about declarations of love and anxiety. The burden of risk is placed on men, and that is not fair, he said. You don't realize how much I risk just being here, just entertaining the possibility. If you understood that, you would embrace the, the burden, as you phrased it. You would understand the true stakes. You would never be ostracized, but I would, she explained. This is the mindset I grew up with when it comes to relationships, being vulnerable, making friends, and falling in love. He interjected, You are not wrong, but I'm going to share something with you, and all it makes me think is I had already learned this in the movies. You can imagine what I went through last week. I'm in love with a married woman. It makes me sick to my stomach. The last thing she told me is that she felt sick, just like the last time, and that she was going to see a doctor later. Great, good luck, hope you feel better, I said to her. Something in the pit of my stomach clenched. Okay, it wasn't my stomach precisely. That was in the morning. That afternoon, I messaged her, checking in. There was no answer. Hours later, no answer and no indication of anything. It's not my place to pry. This was going around my head, going against every single fiber in my being. You know where this is going. You can see it approaching and increasing in girth and height. It's the darkness and discomfort and fear and skin-crawling doubt that the one extreme thought that popped into my mind explained her absence. And it was true. It will be okay, I said to myself. Practice mindfulness. Repeat that you are doing well three times at a time. That will definitely make you less crazy. Definitely. This isn't working. I have to work. I have so much work to do. I start spiraling out and reattach myself to my work. Breathe in and breathe out. Why wouldn't she be okay? I keep thinking to myself. Time for bed. Oh, it's okay. Sleep comes, but at what cost? I must have smoked, popped pills, and dropped more CBD under my tongue than ever. I couldn't risk another restless night. Morning came. And there was no answer. She's gone. It must be true. She's gone. Don't resist this. Just accept whatever life has in store for you today. I can't message her. Her husband might see and see straight through my message. I'm in love with your wife and can't imagine my life without her. Sorry about that. Yet I can't bring myself to do it. I can't put her in that position. In my mind... This is also me saying I love her. I start thinking about the funeral. Would I come up to the grieving husband and express my condolences all the time thinking? You should express yours back to me. I imagined her casket and how I would finally express the things I carried for her inside. She was gone. 
and the worst fiction I could imagine, and all product of my anxiety. The murderous bastard. I couldn't connect with her energy. This convinced me. And then I realized I had a terminal regret. I had never told her I loved her. I was sure she knew. But that's not the same as saying it. Now all I could think during this fruitless exercise in self-control was that I had failed in something so basic, something I had mastered and known for decades. Never leave without saying I love you. The anxiety thing I knew was a lost cause. The past 24 hours had been agony and were dispelled with confirmation of life. She messaged she was fine. Her phone had run out of battery and being under the weather as she had been. She didn't mind disconnecting for the day. Imagine that. We see the pair, the man and the woman, in the energy-filled room. He told his fantasy of catastrophic proportions. She looked at him a bit perplexed and said, Yes, but you decided not to tell her before she died. Even if it was an imaginary death, that was your decision. Your suffering is completely optional. Your anxiety is a consequence of anticipating facing death with regret. That is absolutely avoidable. Stories about anxiety are a dime a dozen. And here's mine. A different experience. Spiraling out of control at 6 in the morning after having the time of my life with dear friends. With a pending doom lingering over each and every thought. Seeing the end of friendship and life as I know it because I made people laugh a little too hard in my mind. I showed my enthusiasm and commitment to winning that evening's game more than I care to express, and I felt a little too free with my very awesome dance moves. This is a recipe for anxiety-induced projectile vomiting. This is a type of commitment to dread and uneasiness that can only end in becoming a debilitated puddle of gack. Do you remember gack? I just remembered myself. So after this Rocky and Bullwinkle-inspired diatribe, you can see... Both things about the title are true. Imagine I'm holding your hand between my hands, and this is just for you. It is important to be true to yourself, and to ask for help, because you don't have to go it alone. Spiraling out is painful, but it can be manageable. And about the other thing, you will never regret saying, I love you. And about the other other thing, well, I have no answer to that. How do you deal with anxiety? How about your social anxiety? Do you always remember to say, I love you? Do you say it back when you want to? Is there a statute of limitation on saying it back? Did you know you can make homemade gack? I'm listening.